You're listening to the UAMS AgeWise podcast, the show that brings you beneficial information about healthy aging, caregiving, and so much more. Every episode, we share the latest information about geriatric topics and have some fun along the way. Before we get started, we want to make sure that everyone understands this is an educational and conversational event. We are not giving medical advice. Hello and welcome to the UAMS AgeWise podcast. My name is Vanessa Lee and I'll be your host today. So on today's episode, we're going to talk all about why older adults may experience stress and what you can do about it. We're so excited to be joined again with clinical psychologist Dr. Sasha McBain for this episode. She serves as Associate Director of the Center for Trauma Prevention, Recovery, and Innovation here at UAMS and is an Assistant Professor in the Departments of Psychiatry and Surgery. Can you tell us some common sources of stress for older adults? One of the things that we see most is um, actually the Center for Disease Control in a study found that Arkansas had one of the highest percentages of older adults who reported that they rarely or never received the social support that they needed. Um, And so social support includes emotional support, informational support, so kind of getting advice or guidance and instrumental support, so like providing rides or assistance with daily activities. And so that was actually one of the things that we we see most with older adults is as um, as we get older, sometimes our social circles or our family circles can shrink and we can miss out on some of those those key aspects of, of support, which have obviously been impacted by COVID as well. Um, we also know that older adults go through lots of different life changes. Um, so there's an increase risk for uh, depression in, in response to some of the stressors, things like changes in lifestyle and financial status that changes after retirement, caring for grandchildren or a sick spouse, thinking about the losses that come as, as we age, whether it's um, the death of relatives or having to change our rituals or how we're kind of engaging in, in daily life can be difficult or stressful for some older adults. Things like changes in our physical activity, um, chronic illness, and then kind of the the worries that come with not being able to maybe live as independently as people did when they were in younger age or middle age. Can you talk about some of the effects that stress has on older adults? Yeah, so we know that about 20% of people who are 55 and older experience some type of mental health concern. And the most common conditions are things like anxiety and, and mood disorders like depression or bipolar disorder. Um, and we know that Older adults, especially older men, have higher rates of suicide compared to any other age group. And so even though we know that depression is common among older adults, it's not a normal part of growing older. And I think sometimes we can um, under-recognize stress and depression and other mental health concerns among older adults um, because we kind of can uh, falsely attribute it to just getting older and, and life changing. But we know that things can improve if people are seeking out support and treatment. We also know that older adults can experience what we call late life anxiety. And it is as common among older adults as in younger age groups, but it looks a little bit different and it tends to be less reported. And part of the reason why that is, is that older adults tend to report more of the physical symptoms of anxiety. So things like fatigue or digestive issues, changes in health, heart problems, 
um, headaches. Some people will describe um, memory or cognitive complaints. And we know that anxiety and depression can be really related to actual changes in our memory and cognition. And so usually somebody will go to their doctor and talk about their memory and cognition. And so then the, the causes of that, where they're, if it's a mental health cause, sometimes doesn't get um, accurately addressed. What suggestions do you have for managing or reducing stress? When we think about mental health and physical health, we know that they're really tied together. And so I really think when I think about health, I think of these kind of five pillars, um, sleep, adequate nutrition, exercise, stress management, and finding a sense of purpose or things that make you feel like you. And sometimes when we have one of those pillars that's a little bit shaky, it can have an, an impact on all the others as well. So if somebody's having a, a really hard time sleeping, then they're obviously going to have a harder time managing their stress. And so by taking care of our physical body, we can take care of our mental health. And the same goes the other way. If we start addressing our stress, we can actually have a, a positive impact on our physical health. Some of the ways to do that um, is that we know that our thoughts, our feelings, and our behaviors are interconnected. They're all feeding into each other. So we can uh, actually target our thoughts, our feelings, our, our behaviors to improve our physical and our mental health. When we think about kind of targeting um, the thoughts, so to speak, some of the things that can help with managing or reducing stress for older adults is first to kind of uh, come to an acceptance of aging and kind of understanding what some of the benefits of aging are in terms of, you know, increasing perspective or wisdom in your life, but also recognizing the parts of it that are hard. Um, So we can kind of just briefly changing or gently changing our thinking around our experience can actually reduce some of our stress and acknowledging and reassuring ourselves that it's normal to have stress and to feel as we go through these life transitions to feel uncomfortable or to have a hard time. And if we can kind of be a little bit more accepting of like, yeah, it makes sense that I'm stressed out about having to leave the home that I've been in for 30 years, you know, that's a normal human response. And so basically not getting hard on ourselves for having reactions to stressors that come up in our life uh, actually helps us manage them a little bit better rather than just trying to grit through it and push it to the side and just get over it. Related to that, um, we know that we that social support is one of the strongest predictors of both physical and mental health. So finding ways to stay connected with people in your life, whether it's your family or friends or finding new sources of community can be a really important part of health. That's obviously complicated right now during COVID, but there's still potentially opportunities to do that or make kind of concerted efforts to stay connected with your existing network. Um, When we think about that behavioral part or, you know, the things that we can do, um, that kind of flows into the social part. Um, But there's also something called behavioral activation, which is basically a clinical way of saying, like, do things that you enjoy or things that you kind of need to do. Um, And so it's really about uh, sometimes older adults will experience stress when, you know, you go from working all these years to maybe going into retirement or on disability and you have a lot of unstructured time. 
And it can feel like there's not as many things to look forward to, or the hours are just kind of passing by without any anything new kind of coming in. And so behavioral activation is a way to rebring some structure into, into your life. And so it can be about actually, um, it can be as uh, explicit of, as actually scheduling things during your day um, of like, okay, at 2 p.m. today, I'm going to sit down and like learn, you know, learn a new skill or practice um, like an art project or read a book. But it can also be um, a little less structured than that. And just kind of having the goal for it, you know, at least once a day, doing something a little bit more active, whether it's um, getting up and going for a walk or depending on your functional ability, making some time to do like a breathing exercise or call a friend, just to kind of give yourself some, some markers throughout the day, things to look forward to and things to kind of break up um, the monotony that can come oftentimes, especially uh, during COVID when we're uh, kind of more doing more quarantine and maybe not have access to the, the things that we used to do for fun before. Are there ways older adults can retrain their brain to be open to new ways of managing stress? Yeah, absolutely. I think that a, a, a growth mindset is ageless. And so research shows that if older adults can kind of lean into their wisdom as a positive coping strategy, it can actually reduce loneliness and increase that sense of purpose. And so that can look like taking time to reflect on your life and kind of gaining a deeper understanding of your whys that can kind of help you determine how you want to move forward in your life. And so it can really be kind of looking looking back on your life with this new lens of these new experiences you've had and make sense of like, why did I make that choice? Or what, what was my reasoning for this? And that, of course, can bring up positive feelings and, and nostalgia, but it can also bring up uncomfortable feelings. And that's okay. Um, you know, our negative emotions aren't going to, to hurt us. And so by being able to experience maybe some of these difficult emotions and reflections that we haven't had the space to before can actually help promote some sense of healing and a new way of, of managing stress in your, in your current life. It's never too late to make a positive change in your life or in your relationships. But a key part of that is that once we kind of let go of the outcome and focus on the process, we actually can find more enrichment. So one of the things that I often see is um, older adults having a lot of stress around problems that are coming up in their adult, adult children's lives, seeing their, their kid kind of deal with a difficult marriage or all the stress that's happening for them. And it can feel, it can put a lot of pressure on um, parents seeing their, their adult children go through these things. And it can obviously increase their stress and, and bring up a lot of emotions um, and difficult emotions around uh, how they parented. And one of the things that can be really helpful is that by focusing on your own healing and focusing on promoting your stress management rather than trying to uh, you know, manage the stress of your child actually seemingly counterintuitively can give your child more space to deal with their own experiences so that you can kind of focus on your, and they see you improving and they see you healing from maybe your experiences in life. And it gives them a little bit more room to do the same and kind of walk alongside you in managing stress in their own life. So by addressing kind of our early experiences or stress or adversities that have come up in our life, 
we can actually do something called intergenerational healing. By focusing on our own healing, our children, our grandchildren can see us changing and it can make a positive impact in our own lives and in their lives as well. Thank you so much for all of that information and for joining us again on this episode. Yes, thank you for having me. If this is your first time tuning in, be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all the educational episodes we have planned. You can find all of the information about this episode and our social media handles in the show notes. I'd also like to invite you to leave a review or drop us a comment telling us what you'd like to see in the future. At agec.uams.edu, you'll be able to find free resources and programs that we offer. See you next time.